The Art of War by Sun Tzu. One sentence summary. The Art of War has been considered the definitive text on military strategy and warfare ever since being written in ancient China around 500 BC, inspiring businesses, athletes, and of course generals to beat their opponents and competition the right way until today. My favorite quote from the author is, Victorious warriors win first and then go to war, while defeated warriors go to war first and then seek to win. Sun Tzu Here's a great promotion tip. Whenever you create something where you draw inspiration from someone else, let them know. For example, I always tweet at the authors of the books I read and write about here to let them know I wrote something about their work, and sometimes they share it. I'm afraid today that won't be possible, because the author of this book died 500 BC. His name is Sun Tzu, and he was a Chinese general, philosopher, and military strategist. His book, The Art of War, is the most influential strategy text in all of East Asia. It is divided into 13 chapters, each dedicated to a different aspect of warfare. The reason it's been so popular all around the world is that most of the lessons can be translated directly to other competitive fields, like sports or business. In order to make it more actionable, we'll look at it in a business context. Here are three lessons from Master Zan Zhu. 1. Only enter battles you know you can win. 2. Deceive your competition to make them do what you want. 3. Lead your team as if you were leading a single man by the hand. Are your mental faculties sharpened? Then let's win the battles of business. The Art of War Lesson 1 Only enter battles you know you can win. This answers the question, what is the great way to prepare myself for competition? Winners know when to fight and when not to fight. Losers always fight and thus often end up losing. Fools enter battles and then start thinking about how to win. Strategists know how they're going to win before they even start to battle. Have you ever thought about the fact that the most skillful fighters often avoid battles and that's why they're never defeated? Take Bobby Fischer, for instance. The most brilliant chess player of all time instantly retreated after he won the world championship, not playing again for 20 years. So if you're starting a business, look at the industry first. Can you even win against your biggest competitors? And if not, is there a different niche you can fill? Creating a soda brand to compete with Coca-Cola would certainly be an effort in vain, given that over 1 billion drinks of the brand are consumed every single day. But maybe you can create a higher-priced, eco-friendly alternative that targets single moms. That could make a fortune. Only enter battles you know you can win. The Art of War Lesson 2 Deceive your competitors to impose your will on them. This answers the question, how can I beat my competition? Mask strength with weakness, courage with timidity, and order with disorder, Sun Tzu says. A clever army will win not with their bodies, but with their minds. Making it seem like you're miles away when you're close to the enemy's base with distractions, or surprise attacking in several places to splinter opposing forces are common tactics in the battlefield. They're based on deceit and supposed to make your enemy do what you want them to do. In business, you can do the same. I'm always baffled to discover insanely profitable and dominating businesses which, on the front end, appear like they're a mom-and-pop store. Take AppSumo, for example. There's not much to discover. It seems like a small daily deal site, 
But here's the kicker. AppSumo is an 8-figure business. If you have to count, that's north of 10 million per year. They have over 1 million email subscribers and made 1 million dollars in their first year, which was 2010. There are endless examples like this one on the web, and this humbleness and modesty are a great way to throw off competitors, even if they might be your default setting, like Noah's, who is the founder of AppSumo. The Art of War, Lesson 3. Lead your team as if you were leading a single man by the hand. This answers the question, what is one of the most successful leadership styles? Eventually, your business will need a team, and eventually, that team will have to grow. But as companies get bigger, they get more complex. Every single human adds an infinite amount of feelings, thoughts, and ideas to the business, and all of those have to be managed. When talking about armies, Sun Tzu says, A skilled general leads his army as if he was leading a single man by the hand. Whether you're managing a big army or a small one, the tools are the same. Break them down into smaller groups and then use clear signals to steer them into the right direction. In business, that means teams should stay small. Three to four people are often a good number to cooperate before things get too complicated. Then you can set clear signals like sales targets, tools to use and a daily morning briefing to make sure everyone's on track. Never forget one-on-one interaction with everyone on your team. Because if you treat your employees like family, they'll be just as loyal. My personal takeaways from the Art of War for 2017. First of all, I know it's easy to get this book confused with The War of Art, which is Stephen Pressfield's book about uh, for creatives and how to beat the resistance. This is not that book. This is indeed a, a historical book, again, very old, 500 BC. Um, I love how such ancient books, in general, uh, I like older books better <clears throat> because usually what it means when they're still popular today is that they've stood the test of time. So it's easy for a book that's published in 2017 to be popular in 2017. But what about 2117? Is that book still going to be around? Is that book still going to be good? This book is 2500 years old. So that's a pretty safe statement about quality right there. That's the first thing. Um, the second thing I want to talk about is an example from actual war where somebody deceived their competitors. It was in World War Two. I read this in The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And uh, he talks about the German general Erwin Rommel, who was in the North African desert and who was very, a very successful general there. So he conquered lots of big parts of North Africa. He was a very early in his uh, in the timeline of the war. He went there very early. He stayed there for a long time. So the Germans were there. And he would attack very quickly, very swiftly, move in, strike, and secure the whole area. That's That was one of his key strategies. And so what... What I mean, Rommel and the Germans did by putting Rommel there very early and giving him time to adjust to the terrain and moving there fast in a terrain like the desert where it's very hot and it's very hard to even move at all is <clears throat> they got their competitors. They knew their competitors would eventually come down there. And they also knew that if they were used to the terrain and they acted in a way that was counterintuitive to the terrain, which was very fast as opposed to slow, because usually in the desert you need to conserve energy that they would get a head start on their competitors 
and do what and get them to do what they want to do which eventually when the british came they had to adjust to the terrain and they were very slow to move so they predicted the germans predicted their actions and then they struck and the british had a very tough time the allied forces to get a hold on the germans uh, in that area that was the first interesting part of that but there's a second part to that story which is that the allied forces thought ahead too because what they wanted is they wanted to meet the germans in this in this very tough natural area in this very tough landscape the desert because what they wanted the germans to do is to reveal their strategy and that's exactly what happened because when the allied forces went there in the desert and fought Erwin Rommel they learned his tactics which was to strike fast slow this this called i think it's called blitzkrieg strategy so they learned about the strategy and they knew that by facing the tough struggle in the desert with Erwin Rommel at first they would later be able to crack that german strategy when they went back to the mainland of europe and that's exactly what happened because when they went back to for example france um they could then break the same strategy the germans were using because they had learned it from rommel and break it and win against the germans there so it's interesting how one party always tries to be ahead in in terms of what their competitor does and that's a very good lesson to apply to business and just think in that way what will my competitor do next or what would i like them to do and how can i make that happen and one more thing i would like to share is lead your team as if you were leading a single man by the hand that's a very good lesson for business there is a book called the e-myth which talks about franchising and how you can set up your business to become a franchise eventually down the road and what this book says is to write manuals for your employees step by step manuals like ikea instruction manuals that literally the that are foolproof and i think that's a good leadership style the reason that this is a good leadership t- style is that it enables people to become leaders themselves because when they understand the process step by step they can eventually take over and teach that same process to others and again in that book the emith the idea is to have a franchise and to get people to a point where they can run say a solo coffee shop or hot dog stand or whatever uh, on their own so that's a good follow up book to check out i hope you enjoyed this one and see you on the next one